Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Thank you for joining us today. We are in the middle of a hospice series. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we brought you a podcast called What is Hospice? Um, and I think there's a lot of great information there. So if you missed it, go back and listen to it. That's the beauty of a podcast. Today, we're going to talk about, I originally put why choose hospice, but then I changed it to hospice is a choice because I really want to help our audience understand that hospice is all about the patient, it's all about the patient taking control, and it is a choice that you want hospice or you don't. And I have my same sidekick with me today that I had a couple weeks ago, Amy Davis, uh, my friend who works for hospice, and I will call you a hospice expert if that doesn't make you uncomfortable. So what about this idea, Amy, that hospice is a choice? What do you think of that? It's absolutely a choice. It's a choice for, number one, the patient themselves, and it's a choice for the family. Sometimes um, loved ones aren't in a position to make that choice for themselves, and it's up to the family and their loved ones to help make that choice for them. But it's absolutely a choice, and nobody will judge you if you choose to like keep moving forward in treatment. I want to stay in the hospital. I want to keep pushing. I want to try. I want to try. I want to try. Like It is absolutely up to you. But it's also up to you if that's not what you want to do. If mm-hmm. you're tired and you don't want to do that anymore, you absolutely have the right to say at any point, I want to stop. Why are people so hesitant to make that choice? Why is it so hard for us? I think it's because they. a lot of times they feel like, like we talked in our last podcast, like they feel like it's giving up. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just throwing my hands in the air, I'm giving up. And it's not giving up, it's making the decision to take charge. Yeah. And I don't know why this just comes to mind, but um, we're going to talk about the book, The Four Things That Matter Most, before this series is done, um, written by... Ira Bayak, who is one of my personal heroes. If you don't know him, you need to check out that book. Um, But he talks about the fact that we come into this world completely dependent on other people. And there's no shame in that. Like, we don't look at babies and think, well, you greedy little thing. (laughs) (laughs) All you do is take, take, take. Um, And things do tend to come full circle. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think part of it, too, is we need to somehow shed these ideas that needing things from other people is an embarrassment or an imposition or somehow a failure. Um, And I do think when you get to hospice, you are accepting help at that point and saying, okay, we need to change gears here because this is not working, this journey that we've been on. And I want to do it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked last time about dying on your own terms. What does that mean, dying on your own terms? I think dying on your own terms is just having everything, literally everything, the way you want it. Mm -hmm. From the music, you can go as as extensive as you want, to the music you want playing, to the people, the loved ones you want around you, or the loved ones you don't want around you. Hello. Um, 
Yeah. Um, what you want be to like be, that, right? yeah, what you would like to be wearing. Like some people, a huge thing, I don't want to die in a medical gown. Like, yeah. I don't want to die in this. Like, put me in my clothes. Um, <coughs> and even making those final arrangements. I met with a family just last week and, you know, bridging that subject of do you have final plans, like funeral plans? And there, it was two sons and their mother, and they were like, oh, oh, and they were real, real standoffish about sure. it. And the mom was like, well, I know where I don't want to go. And I was <laughs> like, well, tell me about it. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to go to so-and-so and so-and-so. And the boys were like, well, you're kidding. That's where everybody's gone in our family. She's like, no, they were horrible. And I'm like, this was a great conversation. There you go. It, like, helped open it up to... This is not what she wanted, you know, and she's far away from needing any kind of funeral service. But that's part of hospice, like opening those doors to, hey, let's talk about this. Let's not be afraid. Right. Let's get things what you want. Yeah, let's not be afraid, even though it's scary as hell. Oh, yeah. To say goodbye to somebody that you love or to watch somebody you love actively die or to know that that's coming Mm -hmm. um, in a short time period. It is scary. It's natural to be scared. But you also have to, you don't have to do anything, but you ought to find a way to share those feelings and to have those conversations because when it's all said and done, you're going to look back on that and you're going to wish that you had those conversations if you didn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you something, okay? Mm -hmm. At my funeral, this is a song I want to be played. You're going to laugh. Write this down. I'm writing it down. I just ordered this CD, John Denver's Greatest Hits. Sunshine, you know this song? I listened to it like 12 times today in a row. Sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. I'm like, that's how I want to be remembered. Um, So, and that that would be hugely important to me. And and it is to everyone to have those decisions and, and to help people understand what you want. So it's a choice for you Mm -hmm. to make. And Um, that hospice team will help advocate for you. So I always tell families and patients themselves, like, you are our number one concern. We are taking care of you. You are our number one priority. And your family is not even a number two. It's a 1.5 because we're all in this together. For sure. But sometimes we see children trying to push back on their parents. Like, well, I think mom, a lot of times we see this, like, mom needs to be eating more. Mom needs to be eating this. She, I don't know why she's not finishing that turkey dinner. Well, she's slowing down and she can't eat that much. And maybe mom has a hard time saying like, no, I I don't want to eat anymore. But your hospice nurse or aide or any hospice team member is going to say, no, she can't eat all of that. And this is why. And And it's okay. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. Well, any parting thoughts you want to leave our listeners with today? I mean, really, it's just a simple message. We want you to understand that hospice is a choice. It's your right to make the choice. We think it's a good choice for lots and lots of people. It's not about giving up. It's about quality of life and being comfortable and having the opportunity to make final arrangements and to be in charge and to say goodbye. We're going to talk about that Mm -hmm. um, coming soon in a couple of podcasts. Um, In fact, in a couple weeks, we're going to talk about the dying process. Um, I think it's probably going to be one of my favorite podcasts. So please listen in a couple of weeks. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.